4: Well, Freak Nation, if there was ever a time for me to drink a beer, I did it, and I did it yesterday, and you you get to a point where, and I'm sure women do the same thing, not just men, you get to a point where it is a perfect opportunity to not only drink the beer, but your body craves a beer. It craves it so much that you shoot that beer, uh, that 16-ounce beer, mind you, in about uh, 15 seconds, because that's what happened with me here in Nashville. I heard... Hinchcliffe, James Hinchcliffe, former IndyCar Series pilot, talk about swimming in the humidity here in Nashville. <laughs> we were swimming, snorkeling. It was crazy humid here in Nashville. I'm here for the IndyCar Series race, the Motor City, Motor City. The hey, how you doing today, folks? The Music well, that's City Grand where Prix. Was. <laughs> the Music NASCAR City Grand Prix. Place. And the humidity was so gnarly that we had a rain delay today to knock down. Some, it went from 93 to 68 degrees in about 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> I'll add to that. Not, I mean, I was at, just at a very small track in, well, it was Jefferson Speedway in Wisconsin. But I've been to Wisconsin for some of my TV shoots over the past several years many times. And I've always loved it because the nights get down into the 60s. No, last night, still at seven o'clock at night, it was 90 degrees, and I thought I was smart packing pants because I usually get cold in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, freaking thick. That thick air that we had. Clearly, I sent it down with one of my Lucas Oil peeps with you in Nashville this weekend because it was. I was so disgusting last night. Got home at like or at to the hotel at one a.m. and just. Oh, I just stood in the shower. I'm like, it's just ne- the Midwest air right now, Statman. You're in Ohio. Oh, how are you doing it?
5: It's disgusting. It's, yeah. Of the first order, it's disgusting. But I, you talked about 15 minutes. I've been at rallies in the desert when it's been 95, and the sun will go down. It'll go to 40, and you know people think <sighs> it's the desert. It's hot, and you know they're they're, they're turning blue <laughs> overnight you know <laughs> it's just it's crazy so yeah i mean i can appreciate that but right now in the midwest it's stupid hot mm-hmm. uh, a little cooler today but the humidity the last couple of days has been what they call it the instead of the wind chill it's the hot chill is over 100 degrees
0: the heat index is that really heat all index. it is yeah yeah Ugh. it should be you're right instead of Wind chill, it should be heat sweats. <laughs> Just exactly. it's the hot sweat meter. <laughs> exactly.
4: Freak Nation coming up here in the Freak Nation. It's going to be um, one of those shows that w- we hope all things go planned as planned. We've got Dave Prater, vice president of Feld Motorsports. Big news with supercross and motocross that came out last week that we'll talk to him about. Ten million dollars at stake for supercross motocross pilots. Dave Prater, the man who helped arrange this 10 mil, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Tony Schumacher, almost said seven times, eight-time NHRA top fuel champion, finally won with his new team last weekend. Here he, he will be here in the Freak Nation. And Beth Peretta and Simona Silvestro will be here in the Freak Nation. They were set up to run this weekend here at the Music City Grand Prix in Nashville. They did, were knocked out maybe three quarters of the way of the race, but uh, we'll hear from those two women and the trails that they both continue to blaze. So it's a big damn show for you, Freak Nation. You saw, Actually, I'm
0: looking forward to that ladies interview with you, Kenny, because mm-hmm. I was a part of a text thread last night that said that they were laughing. The both of them were laughing all the mm-hmm. way back to the pits after they were with you. What in the heck did you guys talk about?
4: Uh, real quick here. I know we got pit news and notes coming up real quick. Statman. The person responsible for firing Kurt Busch when he was running that dodge, Beth Peretta. <laughs> oh,
6: <my God.
4: laughs> Girl power. Yep. Uh, the person res- almost responsible for getting Michael Andretti and Dodge into NASA.
0: Oh, no way. Yeah. So instead, he's trying to go to F1. Yeah, try. Right.
4: This was Well, this was back when she was working for. Oh, right, right, uh, right. Dodge, Mopar, the got what? it. FCA, FIA company. Uh, Pit news wow. and notes coming from crash. Gladis going to resume with some affiliates. A big two hours here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios.
2: Speed freak. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
4: The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. And I'm going to tease this just a little bit. I haven't shared this with Statman. I I look forward to next week when all things are signed. Uh, we will be bringing in a number of affiliates starting September 11th, thanks to a new partnership that we have on board. Stat man,
2: cool. I'll share that World with you. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It, Crash, Gladys, Pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends, General Tire. Go to generaltire.com to find the tire for your ride, man. It is crap. Hot. I don't. You know what? I think General Tires well, is the only thing that could cut through that freaking. Humidity today. Yes. In Nashville. Uh, Nashville, Go to Mm GeneralTire.com. Wasn't that hot at the the NASCAR race, too?
0: Why do you think they they had a pop-up storm? Yeah.
5: Yeah, they Uh, have been
4: late for half an hour or more, too. Yeah. More about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, get yourself a set of General Tires. It's going to be crap hot for another month. Make sure you're rolling on a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Crasher.
0: It was the weekend for the Music City Grand Prix. NASCAR and Michigan sports cars finally back. They were at Road America, drifting out west, and a whole heck of a lot more first. In Nashville, where Kenny is, barely, sweating his butt off, the TA2 Trans Am cars ran the streets for the first time, and they experienced their fair share of challenges and learning curves. But avoiding the carnage and slow drivers was yet again, I love this story, 14-year-old Brent Cruz with his second consecutive win in the series and now he can add a tight street circuit on his resume with track house racing just awesome Stadium super trucks also raced Robert stout putting that fine Lucas oil logo on the pole but it was Matt Brabham he's just playing too good at almost every place they race Brabham with another win then it was IndyCar's turn actually mother Nature took her turn first then IndyCar which saw a race somewhat similar to last year's Carnage Fest what did you call it stepman Carnage Palooza but here's the deal <laughs> Carnage (laughs) Palooza amongst the broken parts and pieces last year. And this year we've had excitement for the fans in attendance as eventual winners, Marcus Erickson last year and Scott Dixon this year, they both came back from, well, events in the race crashes to take wins for the music city crowds. There's something to be said about that aside from the millions of dollars that were lost. Speaking of mother nature though, she had her way with NASCAR at Michigan international speedway on Sunday you know, just a tad, but not when Nick Sanchez won in the ARCA series, Ty Gibbs with victory in the Xfinity series, and Bubba Wallace vaulting his ride onto the cup pole for Sunday. I was stoked. Because Stat, I knew you had Bubba in your picks for Beat the Freaks this week to win a set of General Tires. But Bubba, what happened? I was bummed, Kevin. One
1: of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas fuel treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works.
3: General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer. And especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible.
7: Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil.
6: It doesn't matter if you're on the water,
7: driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years.
6: We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the
7: official oil of Monster Jam.
4: Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Eight Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365.
1: There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, keep that engine alive.
0: Hey Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction, in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
2: You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
4: Freak Nation, if it sounds kind of strange, a little hollow where I am, well, it's because I'm in a locker room. I'm in a locker room. You can't see behind me the Speed Freak sign if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, there are lockers behind me. I am in one of the locker rooms at Nissan Stadium where the Titans play, and one of these sub-locker rooms of Titan Stadium is for one of Statman's favorite teams, the Tennessee State Tigers, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
3: World-class
4: cool. Yep. So I'm in one of their locker rooms. In fact, there's a lot of scribbling on one of these whiteboards around here in regards to, I guess, monster trucks were here about three weeks ago. There's a lot of monster truck. There's Taco Tuesday. I had a lot of things going on there. Uh, re- regardless, Freak Nation, this segment brought to you by good friends at Lucasoul. Go to Lucasoul.com. That's LucasSoul.com to find the products to keep your motors, motorcycle, speedboat, pontoon boat, or a goat. What year, Step Man? 67. Goat. Mm-hmm. With the white vinyl interior. Fat and happy. Go to lucasoil.com. Uh, I saw the last five laps of the NASCAR race. I saw that Statman's second favorite driver, Kevin, Kevin Hamlin, <laughs> Kevin Harvick, got a win. And is he in for sure, given all these different winners in the NASCAR Cup Series? He, uh, well, he's not in for sure, but yeah, he's in
5: uh, mm-hmm. until. I don't think they have 16 winners yet. I think it's like 14 or
4: 15, but, uh, yeah, he's in right now. What's that crasher? Now, why is crasher muted right now? Crasher, are you muted? Yes, you are. You are muted. I
0: did not think I was muted. Sorry about that. I believe it's 15 now, but yeah, points are going to be of the essence. Only a couple more races to go and you gotta, you gotta score points period to be in
4: that top
5: 16. Or do like Reddick did and get a second win, and exactly. that, that'll
4: bump you way up the ladder. Yeah. Hey, we've got about seven minutes here, and I want to devote it to this IndyCar race. That's where I've been the last couple of days. Today's race was delayed because of the rain. Yesterday was fun, and if you could just separate yourself. Frankly, you couldn't separate yourself from the humidity. I enjoyed I shotgunned a beer stat, man, like I said at the top of the show, I shotgunned a beer, 16-ouncer, in about 15 seconds. I took a breath, and uh, it felt so good. But I will say this, man. I went downtown and checked out, again, some of the partying. This, this is like Vegas yeah. on acid, except without the gambling. It just,
0: now, that's yeah, a choice for Nashville.
4: You take, if, you, if you're watching me on YouTube or if you're listening to us on one of our fillets, take your hands in front of you. Put them out there like you're holding a book take it and kind of squeeze it together. That's what Nashville and this whole area is. is You take the strip of Las Vegas and squeeze it together like a book. And you got all these damn people in this like four or five corners. And it's God, I've never heard so much freaking live music in nine iron distance as I did last night. This was crap. I went to a uh, Eddie, Eddie V's uh, seafood restaurant. Okay. Eddie, yeah. A, a very nice seafood restaurant, seafoods uh, steak restaurant. To listen to a piano player because <laughs> it was so damn loud. I I was in a okay. I, it, there had Dad, There had to be. There have to be dead bodies on the street Saturday and Sunday mornings because there's just there's crazy. You talk about shrapnel and carnage. That's the party on the street here in Nashville, Dad. Wow, you
5: instead of saying it's on acid, you ought to say it's on barbecue sauce. We were there once <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> uh, when we when did. We go to uh, earlier when we were on TV. We went to Nashville yep. a couple of times.
4: And yep. uh, I passed. With the I passed, passed the bar where you. Uh, yep, I passed your bar where you did the bit with uh, barbecue. Right, right there on Broadway. Yep, right, exactly.
5: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's uh, you, they put barbecue sauce. Uh, we went to a, a tractor pool once, and they fried uh, everything. They fried Oreos, Snickers, uh, beer, ice cream, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Nashville, they put barbecue sauce on everything. They have oh, a, that's mm-hmm. a good comparison. They, have a, they put barbecue <laughs> sauce on Snickers. Now, Snickers is one of one of my major food groups, and they probably get you probably get the. Uh, four different kinds of options for barbecue sauce at the local bodega when you go buy a Snickers. So yeah, you have to say that the craziness is not on acid. It's on barbecue sauce.
0: Now, Kenny, we were just there three years ago, four years ago now for the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. And I remember Mm -hmm. the bars were just wicked cool. Then has it changed? Has it even upgraded since then? Is the madness matter?
4: It was it, again, it was minus the NFL stage and whole presentation. So there was a whole wing of narlatry that went on. Oh. Uh,
6: nard- but nard- I, I, I can't <laughs> <eat>. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember that. You gotta write that down gnarlitry.
0: So, two words so far from the show narlatry and carnage palooza. Yeah,
5: mm. nard- nard- and they
0: both have to do with Nashville this weekend in the Music City yeah. Grand Prix.
5: Also- okay, two and a half minutes. <laughs> gnarly gnarly race gnarly tree in the indycar race yeah yeah
4: and wouldn't you know it there's so much to talk about with that indycar series race that we're going to run out of time in this segment that we (laughs) got we we got to get to to tony schumacher eight-time nhr uh top fuel champion we'll have to talk we'll have time to talk more about it at the top of the hour top of the next hour but um scott dixon at one time, weren't we discounting, like, like where's Scott Dixon been? Like, three or four mm-hmm. races into the season. But, holy smokes, there he is, Dad. Fine for another yeah. championship. That's what he did his last championship, wasn't it? When
5: he had to win at uh, uh, Sonoma to take over the – couple championships yeah. ago. Yeah. So, yeah, he's coming back again. Now, you never count out Dixon.
0: Never mm-hmm. count out
5: Dixon. You know, he, we were picking against him. Earlier in the year and I said, Hey, that's gonna we we can't do that. We're gonna pay for that.
0: It was cool to see the two New Zealand Scots vying for it at the end there. That was cool. Because I don't know how much longer Scott Dixon's gonna be doing this. So to see them fighting it out, that I mean, you know, that country is just upside down right now with excitement. So that was neat. That was a good way to send it off.
4: There are watching the race is much different. Watching the race live is much different than what you guys saw on TV.
0: Oh, I can imagine.
4: You, you guys, again, could see how tight some of these turns and straightaways were. But just the coming off the bridge into that tur- that, that, <laughs> that dog leg to the left is nuts. I, I don't know the speeds that they are coming off that bridge. It's, a, it's probably close to 200. And gearing down to get into that turn is crazy. And watching that live, again, you can't explain it unless you see it live.
5: <laughs> yeah they say right. that' crossing over the the top of the bridge uh, I mean, when you're going downhill before you start the braking, they say it's like 180 uh, and uh, you know that wow just, I, I, you know I texted there in the to, between the three of us that you can't beat bumpy and and tight and uh, you know it's it's stupid it's stupid to have street bumps, walls, Tight turns. They have one like they're racing through an alley at one section of it. Mm-hmm. You can barely get the one car in there, one car width. I mean, it's crazy. And they've but done they've it. done it
0: for thirty some odd years at Long Beach, and NASCAR is going to attempt to do it in Chicago
5: next year. Nothing as narrow as what they have at Nashville. Nothing in Long. Okay. Beach. You really reform- think
0: Nashville is more narrow than St. Pete and Long Beach? Yes, I feel like Long Beach is the most narrow.
5: Without question.
2: Without wow. Question. Okay. Huh, interesting.
4: The debate will continue next hour, Freak Nation. We've got eight-time NHRA top fuel champion Tony Schumacher coming up. Your stat man Scat as well. Next hour, Beth Peretta and Simona DiSavestro, who did run today, but some of the bombs that Beth Peretta, formerly with Dodge, Dodge Motorsports, Mopar, now team owner here with the IndyCar Series. The bombs that she drops with her previous time with Dodge and Mopar are awesome. And then Dave Prater, supercross, motocross, made a whole hell of a lot of noise this past weekend. $10 million worth. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Tony Schumacher coming up but first, your stat man, Scat. <laughs>
5: it looks like the athlete empowerment issues that have attacked the stick and ball sports are about to invade the motorsports garage as well but in this industry driver agents and uh, sponsors are pulling the strings In some cases the drivers just are puppets in a play perfect example in nascar is going on at 2311 Racing, where Kurt Busch has been sidelined indefinitely and replaced by Ty Gibbs. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the health problems are that Kurt Busch is facing. But it does appear that it's convenient that both Busch and Gibbs are sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. Uh, And the convenience goes further to the actual 2311 team, that's a satellite program of Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs happens to be Ty Gibbs' grandfather. Get the picture? Uh, there was already a feeling that Kurt Busch was in his last season after a brilliant career. He's a 2004 NASCAR Cup Series champion, 2017 Daytona 500 winner, and as more career starts, than any other driver in the NASCAR garage. To me, the brilliance of his career stretched to the 2014 Indy 500, where he ran near the front finished sixth, and was rookie of the year. That alone made me a fan. I think though that he deserves the right to go out of NASCAR with something more than a sideline lounger and a chilled can of Monster Energy drink. Peace.
2: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
4: Twenty-two years, Freak Nation, doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for being a part of these twenty-two years, or two months, or twenty-two minutes. Regardless, thank you for being a part of the Freak Nation. If you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, hey, man, look at our big smile and faces. Coming up in moments, uh, multi-time NHRA Top Fuel champion, finally got himself a win with this, this new Top Fuel dragster. Tony Schumacher will be here in the Freak Nation. But first, our friends at Lucas Oil, I want to remind you, Freaks, Uh, It's hot out there. Your engine, it's extremely hot during the summer. They've got products to keep your engine running smooth and cooler than it should be. Well, in other words, to cool down your engine, to keep your car looking spiffy outside your car, go to lucasol.com. That's lucasol.com to find the products to keep your engine and your car fat and happy. Uh, as I said, Tony Schumacher joining us here in the Freak Nation and uh, looking at Tony hanging out on a freaking lake. Uh, go ahead and get it over with, brother. Where the hell are you right now?
8: Well, we're out in Wisconsin. We're going to visit Skag uh, Power Equipment tomorrow. We're going to do a tour, a picnic, and uh, we're down on Big Cedar Lake. Going to take a pontoon boat across there, have a nice dinner, and get ready for this thing. But it's just having a great time, man. It, it's nice because I left Austin, and Austin has been 105 degrees. Even Seattle was uncommonly brutally hot you know it was uh it was an awesome win but getting through the conditions man it was kind of abusive 140 degree racetrack with all that air that you know a place like seattle produces it was a tough tough race
4: hey tony schumacher uh, finally got himself a win with this new car and now new team uh you taking a what'd you say a pontoon boat across the ocean that's like me hopping on the back of a sloth and running a quarter mile, bro, it's going to take you freaking weeks to get across the ocean, given the fact that you ocean go ocean or lake, the lake going 320 <laughs> miles an hour, bro. Ham,
8: yeah, it's going to take a little time, but I'm not an impatient man when it comes to my off days, so I'm, I'm good. When you drive 330 miles an hour, day in and day out for a job, it's just fine to get on a pontoon boat, toss a line in the water, gotta breathe, man, because we have been three races straight, you know, and I think people forget that. That is a you go to Denver, right? You're, you're up at thousands and thousands of feet in the air. Then you go down to sea level in Sonoma, and then Seattle is kind of a... It's a brutal three weeks. And then we're here this week uh, at Skag Nation, and then we're going to go off. We have run Topeka, and we run uh, uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. So six weeks on the road, but it's what we do. You know, it, it, you got used to it. But when we're out here, and we're, and we're doing a, a picnic with, with Skag, one of our major sponsors, it's great to be able to chill out Enjoy some late time, and uh, really, this is awesome. I mean, we just flew in, got here fifteen minutes ago.
4: Crasher, I know you want to jump in here, but I'm curious. You had a big fat cigar. Does Skagnot not want you smoking cigars on camera, bro? That's how Statman and I met by you know exchanging smoke on a freaking cohiba.
8: Absolutely, I understand. I just, you know, I can't talk with it in my mouth. My dad's getting better at talking with it in his mouth because he's always there. But you know, doing a respect thing, little kids watching. You know how it is.
0: Kids watching. If kids are watching our show, we're in trouble. Tony Schumacher, (laughs) multi-time top fuel champion, joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And I want to elaborate a little bit more on what you said about that Western swing, because I think there's a select group of fans that understand the difficulties of that, but there's a, a wider group of fans, just racing fans in general, who don't. So how do you keep your your mental side strong come Seattle when you didn't win Denver, you didn't win Sonoma and you're on this third dragging week of the Western swing. How did you keep yourself up and ready for what actually happened to you? A big win.
8: Well, I mean, that's a really good question. You have to be positive at each race you go to. And we knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. It was, you know, my crew chief, Todd Okahara was actually sick and he was back in uh, Indianapolis and Phil Schuler, who used to be my assistant crew chief, he came back to help out, work with Mark Denner, and those two sat in a room and, and, you know, sat up in that race car trailer and with Todd back in the shop, on the computer, using the mouse, they worked out a tune-up, went out, and the car ran good. We actually qualified third, which was our highest qualifying position of the year. We're used to qualifying number one, two, three, four all year long. This is not common to me, and I knew that we had some things we had to work through, but we've we've had some little problems and we got rid of those problems. The car started to perform, but I still knew I got up Sunday morning and I still knew that looking at that ladder, this is a big, big battle. I mean, these are really good teams, excellent drivers all along the way to get there. But for whatever reason, I had a feeling, I told the guys at the beginning, I said, this is our day. You know, we all said that. I mean, my wife Summer said the same thing. We sat there and we looked at the car. Um, she had what was that stuff we put around Hello, santo. santo she went around there i, I said it. you can't you can't sage it you can't sage this thing you scare me because that gets rid of, rid of the evil stuff i said i don't want my life sucked away from me. i just want to bring some, bring some positive in you know i said could you imagine that they start taking all the demons away you end up just an empty shell sitting there i said i can't do that give me a break i just need to go out and bring some positive in and before every run she had a, My my helmet smelled like it you know and and we just went out and we were running. We were, I think Phil said it best because sometimes you get that stress ball on you and you can't, you can't figure out what to do. And all of a sudden, someone comes up and goes, dude, are you having fun? And I went, yeah, you still get to drive a race car. This is crazy. We're in Seattle. It's a beautiful place. Let's have a good time and, and let's just race like we know how to do it. And you go out and you win those first races. And I got to tell you, there's kids on my team, you know, so many of them that – Twenty years old, never held a trophy, never held a wally in their life. Some of them, you know, this is the first time they ever saw round wins. It was insane for them. So once a kid learns that, these these are in training. Once they learn that, they figured out how to get to that final round, win that thing over a car like Brittany Force's <clears throat> car. I mean, Max Savage and David Grubnick have that car running so well. You go out and you beat them. You know, people go, "Oh, she smoked the tires." She, she beat herself. Yeah, who pushed her to do that? <laughs> you end up doing that that some people don't just go out and randomly smoke tires you got to force them into where they have to go fast and that's just the way it is you look at second round you look at you know uh second round i'm running uh langdon and he has a he has a 130 some light that is the one of the best levers on the planet you force him to do that by also being good enough where they got to push it and they push it and they double step it we both did you know he pushed me i pushed him and we ended up you know, there has to be a winner, and I think that's that's uh, the people who really won on that one was with the fans, man. They got to see an absolutely epic race. You know, that thing, and then and then third round, right? A Justin Ashley. You know that kid's gonna strap you with a 55. Problem is the tracks a quarter long, quarter mile long, or a thousand foot. Yeah, you know, it's a long way to get down, and you have to be able to navigate the whole racetrack, not just the starting line.
0: So, what I'm hearing you say, Tony. Is that mechanical whatever for the first part of the season? That's arguably done now. But what's your real weapon is the Tony Schumacher mental game on the line in the staging lanes is back and better than ever. And look out, people!
8: Well, my mental game usually is is pretty good, but my team's mental game is much better. They were they're new and they were nervous and scared, and you know this was all brand new to them. None of them had ever worked with each other, none of them had worked with me. I had never worked with Todd car before. So uh, all of it, it starts to come together. We made a few parts changes and the car goes down the racetrack and then you smile and you go, you know what, we knew it, we knew it was something like that. And our problem, our situation, you've heard me Mm -hmm. say this, we don't have a problem. A problem is, you know, when you have something like me, but you got your high school friends working on it. I don't Mm -hmm. have a problem. I got geniuses building my car. I have a situation. And the situation is Brittany is still running a tenth better than everybody. She's still running 20 miles an hour faster than us. We will figure it out and we will catch her. But she has been outstanding for a couple of years. And our real serious issue is that she's figured out how to hit the gas on time. And now that she's done that, that is a
5: championship attending car. Tony Schumacher, the winner of the Western Swing in Seattle. It's great to have you, dude. You mentioned the young kids on your team. Do they know you're a Hall of Famer? Yeah, they're they're great people. They they all enjoy being there I'm, I'm
8: really enjoying you know the adversity part has been my thing for a long time i've been there before struggled before won championships coming back from things but but i really like building these kids up man and they're having an outstanding time
2: elric left to go to syria the day. Oh.
8: oh yeah matter of fact we had a guy elric on our team that you know he was hospitality he's been working with us but he was army reserves he left that night to go to syria he had in all this time, we said, get over here, man. We had sent photos to all his friends in Syria, all the people that were waiting on his his plane to get there. You know, he's, he's a military dude that had, had his time at home. You know how that's how the reserves work. And he was leaving for Syria Sunday night oh. at, at midnight. He gets to
4: take photos with the trophy on
8: mm-hmm. the star line. He was sending them because none of them believed him.
4: And this conversation with eight-time NHRA top fuel champion, Tony Schumacher, it continues. Next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
2: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.
7: Lucas oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil.
6: It doesn't matter if you're on the water,
7: driving to work, or competing in a sold out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years.
6: We wouldn't run anything else.
7: Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam.
3: An American racing icon, seven-time world champion, four all-star race titles, the winner of 83 of the biggest races in the planet, and now he's chasing history in his first NTT Data IndyCar Series win. Jay Johnson is coming to Worldwide Technology Raceway in August 19th and 20th. In his first St. Louis appearance in 21 years. A Pomerino Automotive Group 500. Get your tickets now at www.twastway.com.
4: A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MavTV Plus to the MavTV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7-365.
5: Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works.
4: Creek Nation, it's still awfully hot out there. It is summertime. Make sure you're rolling on a new set of General Tires. Summer is still here. Still lots of travel to go. Make sure you're rolling on those fat General Tires. For more, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. We resume our conversation with eight-time NHRA Top Fuel champion, Tony Schumacher, sitting by Lakeside. Tony Schumacher, you're 11th in points you got to be in the top 10 here in
5: another race or so to get into the playoffs. You got that in your team?
8: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we got to look back. We've had three oil downs at the beginning of the year. We had a serious clutch problem. It was malfunctioning and we had to make a change, but we had 30 points that we lost. We'd actually be a ninth, you know, <laughs> so I don't, I don't hold anyone against that. We, we made those mistakes. Those points cost us uh, w- where we are, but we're 10. We were, we were a hundred and something out at first. In, or out of out of tenth, and in one race we ended up ten points out, and we're really only thirty or forty points out of eighth, ninth, seventh. So we're all, you know, top five are in the real secure. From six on, man, they're in a dangerous spot. I'm coming for them.
5: Let me ask you one more here before we turn it over to the rest of the crowd. <laughs> 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 uh, you know how to win championships, and are you? holding a seminar to teach everybody else how to do this and to get to a point where you could just drive the car or are you still a teacher while you're driving the car at this point in your team's maturation? I think you just let them believe it. You know, I mean
8: I've I we've had many team meetings and you talk about it. You say, look, I have been here before. You guys are doing a great job. We have to learn. We got to knock down some of the mistakes which I've made, you've made we all it doesn't matter. But forget about all that stuff. Let's look at the next race. Let's look at where we are. And Robert Haidt went from winning a championship from the number 10 spot. So it can be done. Mm. It has been done. And I plan on doing it again. Our problem is not that. Our problem is that we're still slower than some of the other cars. We can only do that if we start performing at the level we absolutely have to perform at.
4: Tony Schumacher, eight-time NHRA. Top fuel champion joining us here on the Freak Nation. And Tony, how long do you think we've known each other?
8: Twenty five years.
4: That's true. You and I have probably known each other before we started Speed Freaks. Yeah, and we started Speed Freaks twenty two years ago. But I want to go back seventeen years, um, buddy. And let's let's reflect on a topic that we have with you on the stage while we were on Speed Channel. You ready for this? Oh boy! Some bombs. Off the record. We I'm dropped cut. some bombs out there. You were involved with the controversy early on in the season with the the Coletta group out there. Mm-hmm. What really happened, Tony Schumacher? What really happened?
8: I was asked about what I thought about Coletta, Doug Coletta and uh, you know, did I think Rubnik redlit and you know, what I said, and I was clear about it, man, and we talked about it too. I said if I won a race where two people red light, I would put that trophy in a closet, man, because it's <coughs> man, winning a world championship with one car. That rules the world. You get out and there is no controversy. There's no question about it. You're proud of it. Every single race
4: you won, Why get did it by yourself. Why did that people off, Schumacher? Why did that piss the Kletta Camp off and their fans?
8: Well, okay, we're talking about should uh, Earnhardt and Gordon, should they be in the, in the point chase? You know what? If you want to be in the point chase, lead the points.
2: Thank you. <laughs> you it, That's it. You it That's the simple.
8: Get Don't get free points. Don't get a mulligan, man. There ain't no mulligans here. No I've screwed free passes. Up, no free passes. I've screwed yeah. up twice. The first race of this year, man, I went there, double clutch it, that thing, wheel stood, smoked the tires. It ain't, and I believe me, I wanted to call a mullion right there, but you can't. <laughs> you can't, man. It's game over. You pack it up. You walk back. You say, sorry, Tony, guys. you do
4: what you have to do to win within the rules. There's nothing wrong with Coletta doing what they did if they did it on purpose. They did
8: not do it on purpose. And within I came the out rules, and said, dude. I don't think they did it on purpose. Did Grubnick red light? Absolutely. You know, and and uh, if I red light, it, it's, it, you know, it's no good. Uh, if Melanie red lights against me, we're going to get the same kind of heat for it. If I red light against her, it'll be okay because it's not a championship deal. How about that, Schumacher? How about it? That happens. Yeah. And we'll still see it happen. What I can say now is we're only a one-card team, so I can't do it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. That's, but why I wanted to play that clip, Tony, is, you. again, you've been coming in here, at least Speed Freaks, on the radio show for 22 years. And I think that's what's been at least the attraction for both of us is you're not afraid to speak your mind. You spoke your mind many times, whether controversy was involved or not. Have you softened at all now at uh, your ripe old age? I have not. There's really no
8: teams left to do that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, everyone's gone, right? My dad had uh, eight teams at once. We had, I think, so uh, Hagen and one of them one time looked like they did something. They got their butt chewed also. So, you know, me. In all the years, we can't look back on one single run. The one time that Melanie could have taken a dive for me and I could have won the championship, I had to also set a world record.
2: Oh, that's right. So
8: for whatever reason, it's been a gift of a career where there is no way to look back on any single run and say, they lost, you won. Because they threw it, you won. And that is a blessing, man. I never have to ever feel at any point that someone took a dive for me to give me a, to give me a win. I, I think that's unfortunate. You know, we we talk about the different people that we've seen do that. And it, it's a letdown, man. I mean, who who's really paying the money? The fans are paying the money to come out and see a good honest race. And they want to call the champ the champ because they're they earned it. So anyone in any sport that does that lays down for a particular run, makes it look obvious, and we've seen it happen a few times it's a little sad for the sport. You know, I understand there's a big paycheck involved. I get that someone would do that, you know, five years down the road, you forget that it happened and you're just the champ, but you know, here I lost a championship with a 57 light running low ET of the weekend against Bernstein Bernstein in the final round in Pomona cost me a championship and Tron won the championship because of that. Right. And it, Actually, he won because he had won several races that year and had a dominant car. He just had a bad Pomona. Had I won that round, it would have ruined Coletta. I ruined Coletta. I'm sorry about that. That's (laughs) in the back of my mind. But it it would have done the same thing that it did to Hot Rod, to Coletta, and and to Antron, you know. And and the truth is, I got whipped. I'd love to have that back and be able to go out and do it, but people are going to take chances like that. So I don't know. I'd like to see that. I don't want to call myself a nine time champ when in truth I got beat. So I want it to be right. I want and and maybe it's easy with eight championships like that to be able to say, Oh, I could give one up, but but not really. You know, like I like to fight for them. The ones that mean the most by far are the ones that were the hardest, man. The run, obviously insane. Then to come back and do it the year after that against Hot Rod, where you're fourth in the points coming in and, and you do it again just been blessed with some of those moments. And I think anyone that wins a championship and Colette is going to win a championship. And when he does, he wants to do it right here. We, people said, Oh, you should have got a uh, points taken away for not shutting off Saturday night. I go, okay. In, in promote during the run. I said, you mean to tell me you think I should get 10 points taken away and and your fans. So you're deciding for me. So you, you want me to lose 10 points. Then Coletta becomes the world champ. I set the world record, won the race, and you want Doug. You think Doug wants to put that trophy on his shelf? Hmm. You think Doug wants to say, I won the championship because Tony set the world record, won the race, did a miraculous pass with the greatest team in the history of the sport ever existed, but they lost 10 points because of an oil. So I got the championship. Of course not. You know, who, who wants that championship? And Doug Coletta doesn't need the money. That Coletta family has done some serious, awesome stuff, man. And I'm telling you, not only are they great dudes, but they've flown more flights for the military than our military flights. They have really done a great job. So I'm proud of those guys. And when Doug wins that championship, I'll be the first guy over there to shake his hands. Oh, wow.
2: wow. That's, That's
4: cool. <laughs> yeah, let that resonate. And That's they, awesome. They, and I know Stat wants to ask the same thing, and I, I, it's probably rhetorical. Uh, question that uh, was that run against Coletta in the final and that world sp- speed r- or that world record that you set, was there anything bigger in your life? Uh, I know uh, just the implications of that run.
8: I, well, I mean, my three kids, you know, well, gonna, okay. Racing wise, racing race, wise. Come <laughs> on, bro. No, 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 definitely not. I mean, that was, that will go down as the greatest run in the history of the sport. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, people, I get Garlet shaving. His beard was important. That was a big thing, you know. But, but as far as textbook movie written, let's start at the beginning. You were three hundred and thirty points back, and you came back. There, there can't be. You couldn't have written that script any better. We had to suck so bad at the beginning to be in the position we were in, to be so good at the end to come back and do that. And I think, and I mean, a movie's destined to be written about that.
0: But hold on, you were kind of in that scenario again, right now, 2022. It's sort of rewriting history. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's the path is similar.
8: Yeah, and then even, even when Alan Johnson retired, okay, in 2008, we won 15 races out of what well, 22 or 23, 19 final rounds. He re, he goes over and, and tunes for for Dixon, right? It starts his own team, and uh, and we hire Mike Green, and and we bring Mike over and. You know, new guys that I had never met before, and we beat him. So I've had moments that are close to that run, but not. Everything had to be right. Everything had – the earth had to rotate. God's hand was on that car, and it had to be, because there was no physical way that a bunch of guys got together and came up with a plan for that.
5: Well, wait a minute. You Let me jump in here. You got to be lucky that you're not in Formula One. Because they could come up with a plan to take <laughs> you out on the last lap of the last of uh, a full season, and they'd decide, this ain't your championship, we're taking it away. Absolutely. And
8: here, here that's a great thought, because the reason that the countdown and the six races in the countdown doesn't have a four wide, you know, in, in there at all, is exactly that. Say that it's me and three DSR cars at the time and, and a Coletta. And Coletta's leading there, we could go up there and do all kinds of things to throw him off to make him e- exactly the purpose. Um, those you know, NASCAR does the same thing, they have that opportunity. You know, I don't I don't drive Formula One for a lot of reasons. One, all the turns would bother the hell out of me. Those are I struggle with them. This year I've been struggling with the straightaways, but the turns are really hard on me. You know, two, I, I wouldn't, I don't even have a bank. In, in in that under my name that could take the amount of payroll they get you know i would have to beg them to put that the deposits in that big you know they're not used to seeing that kind of money going in in my account so there, there's the other problem and um and uh i don't know there's got to be a third problem i, I won't tall. i'm too tall
6: <laughs> too tall
8: I'm, my wife says i'm too tall i'm too heavy and mm-hmm. i won't drive without a canopy how about yeah. that they won't said it so all those halos they got are cool. Mm-hmm. Parts can still get in there. They got to come up with a way to do that. And there's no way. There's no way to enclose something like that, that narrow that you can still see out of.
0: And be comfortable. Yeah, no.
8: Comfortable. That's like you're getting hit. You need air conditioning in there because you're, you're getting hit by the sun going through that like a magnifying
4: glass. Are you going to be skiing on that lake behind you later? Uh, you know what?
8: If, if there's a ski and a ski, if there's a slalom out there, I might take a whip at it tomorrow. We'll see.
4: I was told to ask you, are you still skiing in a Speedo?
8: Yeah, no.
4: Yeah, we're a speedo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Just got to
8: <laughs> kind of put the O there.
4: <laughs> well, brother, uh, as always, good to get you in the Freak Nation. Go out and win yourself another, and we'll get you back in here, bud.
8: Sounds great. Look forward to it.
4: Momentum. It Let's do it. All right, buddy. See you, man. Yeah. Tony Schumacher, eight-time eight champ. T- stat man, eight-time champion. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
5: Hey, you know, I mean, what more, what more can you say? Especially that one run against Coletta. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you, how do you, you got to win the round. You got to set a world record. And he he just said, all right, here we go. I got to do it. I'm going to do it. And uh, sent Coletta into the trailer for looking for something to dry his eyes.
0: And he, he, rightfully was awarded driver of the year that year because of that wasn't he i I remember vaguely the pri show that year and he finally a drag racer got it over a nascar guy yeah that was just one of the most incredible runs ever as we just talked about
4: yeah you don't think about that often but who's the greatest driver next to john force
0: well, well, has always been in the conversation
5: yeah you gotta go you got to be
4: you gotta go with Shirley for all
5: the stuff that she put mm-hmm. up with uh and winning championships uh she didn't she hasn't won eight or didn't win eight but she put up with eight championships worth of misery from some <laughs> idiot people uh she's got to be in that top five for greatest of all time
4: agreed yeah if we're including elements outside the car she's Uh, It's tough to argue that she's the greatest, but if you just want to go on numbers, I think he has or is right at close to 90 wins.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. This uh, Seattle was 89. So, yes,
5: you're right. 80.
0: (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
5: you know, it's good to see that he's coming back and that he can bring a team from nowhere, Mm -hmm. nowhere and suddenly compete. He gets in the top ten, and he wins another couple of rounds. it might be in the top ten. He's got a shot at a championship. Like he said, height has won it from tenth place. And that's the reason why he can't do it, and uh, he doesn't even have the strength of his father's technical uh, mm-hmm. center and expertise to make it happen. He's out there on his own. Well, he's got. There's still a partnership there, so they've
0: they've got some of that. But uh-huh. his yeah. dad is pretty much hands off. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's not like being that whole row of trailers where you go in and out of the same technical center and get all of that stuff. It's like saying a satellite team with uh,
4: Joe Gibbs racing. Funny how that works. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that when it comes to the four wide racing, how that's so true. If the final, you've got four of the same owned cars up there Uh and you got a championship car in that.
0: Or three (laughs) and one. Yeah. And how you can really sabotage that one. Yeah.
4: Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, no, I, I, I. That's another reason. I never thought of that either. But that's another reason why I don't like the four wide. <laughs>
6: <Check>.
5: <laughs> that's another box. Maybe we had to add on a sheet to the sheet so we can get more boxes to check off why I don't like the four wide.
0: Statman's anti-four-wide checklist.
4: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Freak Nation, that's why I like doing this damn show for 22 years, because you could go on and on with an eight-time NHRA top fuel champion like that, Tony Schumacher. More Freaks coming
2: up. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Please hang up and try again.
4: Secondary of the Freaks, thank you guys for hanging out. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, are there for you. The website, speedfreaks.tv, SiriusXM, affiliates across the country, every freaking audio app you can imagine, bam, we're there for you. I'm hanging out in the bowels of Nissan Stadium where your Tennessee Titans play, which is my understanding that as early as December, they could start on a new stadium for the Titans, which, by the way, The new stadium will just be moved. Just uh, It'll move another 50 feet over into where the paddock is for the IndyCar series. So that might prevent some, present okay. some problems. Yeah.
0: Okay. So here we're thinking this Music City Grand Prix is going to go on for 30 some odd years like the Long Beach Grand Prix. But you're saying they're going to build around that.
4: I didn't say they were canceling the GP, Crasher. I, I just I said
2: didn't say that.
4: IndyCar and Statman's rich-ass owners are going to have to find a new place to put those hot rods in the paddock because that's where wow. the new stadium is supposedly going to be built. They'll, the find
5: some, they'll find some narrow alleys, or maybe they'll <laughs> run through the God. corridors and down the aisles in the stadium to make it narrower and between the seats to get, you know, to go back and around to stop it. Instead of stopping in the pits, they'll stop at the concession stands and uh, get through the stadium that way.
4: Statman, I can promise you this, that Richard C. Suave, a residential here, uh, him being a a video game aficionado, he probably enjoyed today's race uh, much better than you did because, again, the millennials, they – uh, they don't take stock in finances or bottom lines. Uh, they, they and all kinds of shrapnel. They're down with it. They don't care, right, Richie? Is that true? Is that how it, you feel about yeah, today's same, IndyCar
6: race? It was the same reason that Stat and I disagreed about last week's Cup race at IMS is that it was entertaining to watch because it was so chaotic. And I thought the same thing about today's IndyCar race in Nashville too, where it was <laughs> chaos. It was the best drivers in the world being put to the ultimate test and failing on multiple occasions. He had drivers <laughs> driving from the back to the front on multiple occasions. Jimmy Johnson was running in the top five. He lasted longer than some longtime veterans of the sport and uh damn near finished the race, almost got himself a top 10 before he recollected in the race. And so I was really entertained by the Nashville GP today. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, I know uh, that's all I care about. I just want to be entertained. And that's what I was watching Nashville today.
5: So you didn't mind that it was a gnarlicious uh, carnage of palooza uh, at all. That didn't bother you at all to watch nine in 80 laps. They had nine cautions.
6: Not, no, it didn't. Not, not, not at all. No. Because so I, was, I was entertained by it.
5: Every nine, every nine laps, they had another caution. one of which they had to stop it at the end of the race to clean up the debris.
6: And it bother you at all? No, no. I'm used to watching NASCAR races that are like three and a half hours long. (laughs) So the fact that they still got this thing done in like two and a half hours is like, all right, cool. Works for me.
5: (laughs) You got me there. You got me When you got a NASCAR race that goes six hours, they jump across six networks. Uh, You
4: you got me there. You know, I apologize. Statman, man, do you have a colostomy bag or something? Because look, with those six freaking <laughs> with those with those cautions, you get to go up and use the bathroom unless you're connected to a bag directed to the, you know, to the to the head.
5: No, nar- Narlicious carnage of looza.
4: Yeah. There you go. I was that you know,
0: your was, word first hour, Kenny?
5: Narlicious uh, or nar- it, it, it,
4: I, no, I just Gnarly. made up another one is gnar, yeah Gnarla Gnarla
5: tree. Tree. yes latry to lose no <clears throat> i mean i can't i can't watch as soon as they shift into fifth gear they throw another flag i mean i you know what's the <laughs> point of that and they race in alleys and you know they got to move the homeless out of the way and move the trash cans out of the way when the cars go by i mean the these, these are some of the best drivers in America, and they can't find a better place to display their talent than running through an alley in Nashville. No. It's a bridge. I it's love the bridge. Bridge. the bridge. The bridge is fine. It's the alleys at the end of the bridge that are crazy.
4: <laughs> Listen, you just take a hose to the lean tos and get them out of the way, and you put an car track right through there. You'll be good to go. There you go. All right, Freak Nation, uh, Crash Make- Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Coming up here, thanks to our friends at General Tire, and bringing in another round of affiliates there, Freak Nation.
2: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
4: Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Coming up, Crash Gladys, pit News and Notes. Brought to our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find the tires for your ride on this humid hellhole of a planet for at least the next <laughs> month or so, all right? Go to GeneralTire.com. <laughs>
7: what? That's an appointment, No. No. Yeah,
4: crash, no. go, go, go.
0: All right, Music City Grand Prix, NASCAR in Michigan, sports cars back at Road America. Let's get to it. Okay, we didn't talk about sports cars in the first hour, so let's just say the Ipsa Series. Yay, back on track. They also had some rain, just a little bit, though. It was Road America. Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque took not just the win on the weekend, but now they have the Series points lead. Yes. All right, Kenny, let's talk about your human hellhole of Nashville. The TA2 cars for Trans Am were up first. They had their fair share of challenges and learning curves. Avoiding the carnage and slower drivers. I love this story. I can't say it enough. 14-year-old Brent Cruz, his second consecutive win in the TA2 series, and now this one on a tight street circuit. And he drives for track house racing. Don't forget this name, Brent Cruz. Stadium super trucks were next. Matt Brabham, he's just too plain good at almost every place they race. Brabham with another win. And then IndyCar. After the rain, IndyCar took to the track. A race similar to last year's Carnage Fest, or as Statman has coined carnage palooza here's the deal though amongst the broken parts and pieces last year and this year we have that excitement i'm going to agree with richie here excitement for the fans as eventual winners marcus erickson last year scott dixon this year both came from the back and from a carnage fest of their own to win for the music city crowds mother nature Reigned at Michigan, yet Michigan went on. First of all, it was Nick Sanchez winning in the Arca Series. Tied Gibbs with victory in the Xfinity Series. And then Bubba Wallace vaulting his ride on to pole for Sunday. I was a little nervous, though, when I saw him running in the 20s throughout this race. But, yes, Bubba redeemed himself with a second place. And it was old man Harvick. Nothing but domination for old man Harvick taking the win in the Cup Series. And, yes, now adding another name to their playoffs. 16 drivers, 15 of them winners.
4: Whoa. Whoa. It's going to get good here at NASCAR. Mm-hmm. If these new names keep winning this year, it's going to be
2: Marletree. Marletree.
4: <laughs> <Narlatry. laughs> Freak Nation. Looking forward to this one, man. Uh, who's coming up next? Oh, Beth Peretta and Simona De Silvestro, big time IndyCar series owner and driver. Next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports
1: Radio Redefined.
3: General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here, in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible.
7: It works. I run Lucas Oil.
6: It doesn't matter if you're on the water,
7: driving to work, or competing in a sold out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years.
6: We wouldn't run anything else.
7: Lucas Oil, the official
6: oil of Monster Jam.
4: A hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts, featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7-365. There is less than
1: one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive.
0: Hey, Freak Nation. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
2: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
4: Simona De Silvestro, your IndyCar Series team owner and driver here in the Freak Nation, as I hang out in the bowels of Titans Stadium or Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play. I've been here all weekend, of course, for the Music City Grand Prix. This segment brought to you by our good friends at LucasOle. Go to lucasOle.com to find the right product to keep your rides on the road. Boat, motorcycle, sports car, they got it. You go get it at lucasoil.com. I met Beth Peretta many years ago, 12, 13 years ago, when she was uh, one of the executives with Fiat Chrysler. Knew her through working with Dodge and Mopar. And then she got into ownership with the IndyCar series. And she's working with her way into full-time ownership in that, Running a team full time, hopefully for 2023. But Simona, Simona de Silvestro is her driver right now, and they teamed up for a big weekend here in Nashville. Didn't finish the race, had issues, probably about two thirds through the race, but regardless, I caught up with them earlier. The things you'll hear from these two wonderful women are fantastic. IndyCar Series driver, Simona Di Silvestro, and team owner, Beth Peretta now. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Hole Studios. Hey, Simona. Yes. You and I have something in common. One is I stand outside and I sweat my ass off. You sit in a car in a fire suit and sweat your ass off. Uh, you have aero screens on these Indy cars. Does that allow any air to get into the cockpit at all to cool you off when you're running?
9: A little bit. There's like some little openings that do bring some air in. and uh, But it's definitely been pretty hot this weekend for sure. So. There's a little bit of air, but you don't really feel it that much.
4: Does it get to you to a point where it takes over some of your thought process in a car when it's that humid?
9: Well, I don't know. Not really. I always feel it, you know, when I'm kind of sitting in the pit box because you start kind of just, you chill and that's where you kind of realize, okay, it's pretty hot. But like, I feel like when I'm driving, I don't don't really feel it that that much because I'm so focused on what I'm doing um, and stuff like that. So For me, it's never really bothered me like so far, but also I haven't run with the aero screen uh, in a really hot conditions but for sure i think in the race we'll be running cool shirt
4: beth i can read until i'm blue in the face on on why you chose nashville to to run has your opinion changed why run nashville because of the heat
10: (laughs) (laughs) so i was here last year um for an event and so you know last year was the inaugural year of the music city grand prix and i certainly was um, amazed and blown away. Nashville's a great city. It's a great a great hosting city because they they know hospitality. They know how to put on an event and put on a show. Mm-hmm. So it was no surprise that the event would be so great. Um, so I had fun last year and I thought, okay, you know, they're, they're, this is, you know, they're onto something. And so when I talked to Simona about the list of, you know, we kind of I made the decision early in the year that we weren't going to do the Indy 500. I said, but what do you think about doing like a handful of other races? And here's the list of what I'm thinking of and really not what I'm thinking of. Here's a list of what we could do. What do you, what do you want to do? And Simona actually picked the races and Nashville was on the list, like top of the list, because uh, when you can explain why from a driver's perspective, but as soon as she said it, I agreed because from a commercial perspective, we have new partners here this weekend. I mean, it's such a party and it's such a great atmosphere and everybody's having such a good time that it's a, it's a great place to bring people and it's a great place to kind of show off IndyCar and show off you know, the rest of, of what goes on with being part of an, of an IndyCar series. And so from that perspective, plus we had a great television viewership last year. There's a lot of reasons why this is a great
9: event. So I wasn't thinking about the humidity though.
4: Why did you choose? Nashville?
9: I think the event looked really cool to be honest when I watched it last year and then um, I think it was important for us to also go on a street course Um, because we had done Road America in mid-Ohio and for where the team wants to go you know it was important that we get one street course in and I think Nashville is really cool I think uh, yeah like Beth said for the partners it was uh, you know it makes a lot of sense when you walk around downtown it's kind of cool and I think it I think every everyone is pretty pretty pumped about the weekend and I also thought, you know, that it's gonna be such a chaos, and if we're a little bit smart, you know, and have a little bit of luck, you know, we can really look pretty shiny as well. So yeah, that's you why look I at what it. happened last like, year. Like last year was chaotic.
10: Anything can happen, and so you know, you want to just kind of take a chance, right? And mm-hmm. put your hat in the ring, and then you get a shot. I mean, we went shopping for boots last night we yeah. we're it. so. Someone has never been in Nashville.
9: Yeah, I've never been. My dad has been here like a few years ago, and. To be honest, I walked around downtown and it, I was pretty mesmerized by what is going on. It was yeah. uh, a lot of bachelor yes, parties. Yes, yes, it was a lot uh, of sashes and tiaras. Yes, very interesting. Yeah. I was, I was debating, you know, if we need to change our attire. You yeah, know, we completely. probably, honestly, you know, maybe I we're think, too proper. I think that moment. was a miss. Yeah.
10: I think our fire suits this weekend were a miss. We probably, <laughs> if we were to do this next year, we might, we might change it up.
4: 1991, when I moved to LA, people would still ask. and seriously, they would ask, "Do you still ride horses to work?" Do you still wear cowboy cowboy boots? It's the perception. It's so stupid. I said, well, do you guys still carry your surfboards to the office? No. When you thought of Nashville, what did you think of? Did you think of country and Western? and?
9: Well, I did a little bit, but I'm quite like amazed that people really walk around like you yeah. know what i mean i feel like nowadays like you kind of lose that you know mm-hmm. and i think uh, yesterday when i walked around see like so many people in cowboy boots with with their hats i think it was it was just really cool because uh, yeah i feel like we lose that so quickly nowadays and and it was uh i think it's it's We've become some, yeah. like homogenous and we feel like we lose our yeah little we all look the same and stuff yeah. like that and here they're really like you know pulling it off still and uh, i think you know it, i think it's quite quite fun to see. It's amazing
10: that live music too. We were mm-hmm. walking around last night and it's just like how much just good music, I mean like bar to bar, restaurant to restaurant, yeah. with the windows open so you're hearing it and just how much good talent is out yeah. there. Like that's just...
9: Like it makes you want to go out. It's a special You know what city. I mean? Yeah, exactly. It makes we you we go totally out didn't read the whole,
10: we yeah. read the whole memo. Yeah. <laughs> we're learning that now.
4: Uh, when I went to my first Long Beach Grand Prix, it was 91. That's when I started to get my taste of the racist secondary, it's the party. Right. And that's what you're talking about, Nashville, entertaining those clients, potential clients. Have a great time. Your driver may be in the back of the field, but damn it, you're hammered and you're on top of the table having a good time with right. your partners. Right. Is that where we are with Nashville?
10: It is, but I think the other thing, too, that people uh, need to understand, too, is... Because, like, basically, uh, Nashville's going on and a race broke out, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's great for the series is you often will get people that will go to the race who are not racing fans. It's going; it's an event going on in their town. So, street courses are always an opportunity for us to introduce people to the sport. So, I think for just the future health of what we're doing here, racing in general, like going to cities is always just a way to reach people that wouldn't have otherwise. You know, if you were, if you're going to Road America, you know that the IndyCar race is going on, and you're you're a pretty dedicated fan if you're going to Road America. You don't stumble upon. On road America, but you might be in town in Long Beach or be in town in Nashville or Toronto, or St. Pete, Florida, and say, "Oh, what's you know what's going on? Oh, this looks interesting. Let's buy a ticket for the day and kind of stumble upon it." And that's that's that serendipitous moment where you might be able to create a fan long term. And I mean that that those are like magical moments.
4: Beth, we've had frank conversations on Speed Freaks before, mm-hmm. and there's two questions. One question, no, Crash would ask if she was here. I'll ask the general question: If you are a male sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Would you have a full-time team right now?
10: I, it's such a loaded question. I know why you're asking it. And I, I don't know that I can emphatically say that because there's other teams out there that are new that, you know, would I be further along? Yes. Was um, Were there some doors closed on me a couple of years ago when some people could have opened them? Yes. So would I be further along? Sure. But our people and sponsors and partners now looking at us differently. And like this year, this year, this weekend, we have a new sponsor, a primary sponsor in Acumatica. It's a software cloud based ERP system software company. They were looking at getting into racing. They couldn't really find something that fit. And as soon as, and this was just a couple of weeks ago, as soon as our team was presented to them, literally within a couple of hours, they said yes. And here's the signed agreement. So they said yes because of what we're doing so now that was always my hope and now we're seeing that happen so hopefully that momentum kind of sticks
4: when i'm at a nascar race and now an indycar race we'll see more black people yes it's a fact yes it's awesome yeah front offices back offices crews yes. engineers yeah same with indycar but it's this morning we don't see The influx of women that we were like, I don't want to use discriminatory terms here, but is it because they're not, they don't, they don't know what doors to walk through? Is that, is that where, where you see it, honestly? Yeah.
10: I think there's just a lot of not knowing that it's, that it's available to them. And so, so for, so for that reason, I came to this very late in my career. This is a career change for me. Right. And if I had, um, known about it as a, you know, 6-year-old, 7-year-old, whatever. My parents were not I don't come from a racing family. So I had to kind of, you know, find my way here eventually. But I think uh one of the things so Lindsay James and I started this thing called Women in Motorsport North America and it's just really a way to aggregate information. It's a website so that young women, people that are looking to maybe make a career change or advance their career can it's a resource for educational programs, jobs boards, finding a mentor, all of these things. Let's just put it in one place because our, our industry is so fragmented. I mean, we know there's IndyCar, NASCAR, sports car, NHRA. It's just so fragmented. Um, I think a lot of times people might have an interest and it, it never occurs to them that, that an interest could lead to a career and a career path. I mean, with all due, a driver is a very visible thing. So you can be like, Oh, I'd, I want to be a quarterback of a football team. I want to be a racing driver. Like those are very obvious things, but the average fan might not even know all the roles on a race team. We don't talk about it. And, and shame on racing to never really be telling that story for how many years. We know all the positions on a football team. We know, you know, and in, in a basketball basketball team, small team. But we know all the things in 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 uh you know, then you have something like major league baseball and you've got this, you know, really strong minor leagues so that we know triple A, double A, single A. We all sort of even tangentially we know it exists. We don't really know that as much about racing. And that's that's a years of probably um not telling the story the way we could've. So I think we're doing it now, and you know what? Better late than never. So when
4: I met you in 2011 with yep. Dodge Mopar, SRT, we were partners with Mopar the time. Yeah. Did you have any inclination that you want to go open wheel racing?
10: No, know? no. Well, you know, it's funny to say. Yes, no, yes and no. Uh, personally, uh, so I've been a fan of all of it my mm-hmm. whole life, right? But I actually looked at IndyCar for uh, FCA for Fiat Chrysler. Because of course they they used to court and they still do they're you know trying to get another OEM trying to get a third OEM so I absolutely had meetings with IndyCar then I remember being at Indy being at Detroit sitting down with then Randy Bernard um, you know and a, and a bunch of folks and I was gonna look I was looking at it for Fiat or Alfa Romeo spoiler <laughs>
6: um,
10: yeah so cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, then, so that kind of got me into it. And then um, then eventually, uh, you know, wound up becoming friends with some people in IndyCar. And then I was in the paddock all the time and then got to know kind of, uh, uh, you know, got to know a bunch of people that way. I also with, because we hired Ryan Hunter Ray with the Viper teams, so then I got to know Michael Andretti. Uh, I might've been doing a deal to get Michael Andretti into uh, NASCAR with Dodge. Um, that might've happened if I look back.
4: But you um, got Kurt Busch. I fired Kurt Busch. Yes. Yeah. That's why I brought
10: that up. I did fire Kurt Bush. We're, we're we're better about it now. We got over it.
4: <laughs> Simona, you hear uh, Beth either blazing a trail or or walking down, running down trails that have been blazed for her to where she is now. Do you have any inclination when you finally get your butt out of a car to uh, to become?
6: Oh, wow! I don't know. The
10: Silvestro
9: know. Autosport. <sighs>
4: Doesn't it have a flavor to it? Mm -hmm. The Silvestro Mm -hmm.
7: Ferrari.
9: Yeah, I don't know, you know, I think for me, like, you know, racing has been all my life and um, I don't know if I maybe would do something completely different, to be honest, you know, uh, but I haven't really thought about it, you know, because I'm more the person who's kind of in the thing when I'm in it, you know, and not really thinking too much about what's next or anything like that, so... I don't know. Maybe maybe it could be something completely different. Yeah.
4: Again, I refer to my daughter all the time, and I probably tear up talking about her. But watching her when she watches mom and dad's like, man, I hate your job.
9: Just
6: do
4: mm-hmm. But when she watches people like you and Beth in positions, women in particular, you could tell that there's something in her that she gravitates towards. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, so to get your face out there is is important, whether it's writing checks or. Taking the checks, I think it's uh, it's important that you because you you're fun, you're fun, <laughs> you're not you're not an, an, like some people that we know in the business because right? it's it's just it as a father of a young girl it's just awesome. You see it,
10: yeah. So this is a crazy thing. So like even last year working with Team Penske, this year working with Ed Carpenter, there's that moment where I'm wondering like how the guys are going to be because we're working very closely with these guys, right? Mm-hmm. We're bringing these women up. The way that the magic of how we make our team happen is. There there weren't enough women to have a pro IndyCar team. There weren't women at that level of of training and skill set. So we had to take rookies. We had to take people from other racing series who had some some knowledge. And then now they had, no matter what, even if they were experienced and had been doing tires for 15 years, they'd never done tires in IndyCar. So they still had to learn it, right? So the way that you do it is we, we have them paired up with these experienced guys on the team. And the question was always, you know, how are those guys going to um, – how are they going to do with this? Are they, are they, you know, what are they thinking about this? And are they going to think this is a drag and whatever? And it's interesting to see the guys early on who had daughters who took to it differently and immediately, and then slow—not even that slowly. I mean, it wasn't really that big, a, you know. But but to just see them be so excited to impart whatever wisdom, because all the women on our team are hard workers. They're interested in learning. I mean, how great is that when you see somebody that's interested in wanting to do what you do?
5: It looks like the athlete empowerment issues that have attacked the stick and ball sports are about to invade the motorsports garage as well. But in this industry, driver agents and uh, sponsors are pulling the strings. In some cases, the drivers just are puppets in a play. Perfect example in NASCAR is going on at 2311 Racing, where Kurt Busch has been sidelined indefinitely and replaced by Ty Gibbs. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the health problems are that Kurt Bush is facing. But it does appear that it's convenient that both Bush and Gibbs are sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. Uh, and the convenience goes further to the actual 2311 team that's a satellite program of Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs happens to be Ty Gibbs's grandfather. Get the picture? Uh, There was already a feeling that Kurt Busch was in his last season after a brilliant career. He's a 2004 NASCAR Cup Series champion, 2017 Daytona 500 winner, and has more career starts than any other driver in the NASCAR garage. To me, the brilliance of his career stretched to the 2014 Indy 500, where he ran near the front, finished sixth and was rookie of the year. That alone made me a fan. I think, though, that he deserves the right to go out of NASCAR with something more than a sideline lounger and a chilled can of Monster Energy drink. Peace.
2: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
4: Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 22 years of Lucas Oil here in the Freak Nation. If you have a snappy little cell phone or an iPad or what the kids call a computer nowadays, go to lucasoil.com to find the products to keep your rides on the road, speedboats, motorcycles. That 67 Mustangs. I always go to 67 Mustangs, that man, Yeah, you do. Why don't I go to like a 69 Camaro? What's the problem here? A 67
5: GOAT is the best car ever created. Okay. Blue with white
4: vinyl interior. All right, well, uh, your Lucas Oil products should be in and outside of that freaking 67 goat. You get it, Freak Nation, go to lucasoil.com. I'm not going to lie to you, but we were chatting it up earlier with Dave Prater, uh, Vice President with uh, Feld Motorsports, before he joined us, and he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And Prater, finding out that you were uh, hired at Feld almost the same time we started this damn show, uh, you look pretty damn good for a guy that's what 75, oh, cool. 76, If you're watching this on uh, YouTube,
11: yeah, thanks. You know, it's uh, I've always said it's not the years, it's the mileage. So, um, you know, it may be a lot more than twenty two. So, we've got some miles on, miles on us.
4: All right. Well, let's be honest that we we've got you on here because the announcement came out earlier this week that there is a ten million, almost a ten thousand, ten million dollar purse that's. Someone found this in, some, in someone's pockets before they were putting the jeans in the washer. $10 million purse uh, collectively between motocross and supercross, and you're establishing uh, another smaller, shorter series between those two entities for this $10 million purse. Can you work us through the elevator pitch on how this came about and, and this $10 million that was found?
11: Yeah, definitely. It, it's going to be tough to put it in an elevator pitch, but um, I'll do the best I can. So um, it really all began in uh, 2020 with a conversation that myself and Todd Gendro had um, with MX Sports, Carrie Coombs and Davey Coombs. So went to Daytona and really would just just went there with the intent to have a conversation about growing the sport and how we could better work together because Over my 22 years, we'd never really done that. Um, It was really siloed as far as Supercross and motocross um, goes. So I had that conversation, walked out of there with really not much of a plan, just kind of a, hey, we're gonna help each other sell tickets. Um, And a week later is when the world shut down and COVID Mm -hmm. shut down Indianapolis Supercross. um, And we really were forced to start working together um, much more closely. In an effort just to finish our 2020 seasons. So started that collaboration. Um MX Sports moved the motocross season back a bit so we could finish our seven races in uh Salt Lake City. And um just through constant communication really on, on that and getting that you know finished, we started to realize that there were a lot more similarities between the two companies than uh we first believed in, and we started kind of discussing what it would be like to pool our resources, um, and go to market together in certain areas. So the first item that was up was MX Sports, um, meteorites. And they had a year left on their NBC deal. We had two years left. They really had never been that closely aligned as far as um, chronologically. So started just discussing taking it to market together as one Supercross and Motocross package. Once we did that, um, started getting a lot of traction, a lot of interest from just across the board on what this would look like as a larger championship, um, not just two Individual championship. That's kind of how it went, and then it grew from there. As we as we spoke to more uh, media companies and just more people in the industry in general, the one thing we kept hearing is modern sports fans, albeit mostly stick and ball, but modern sports fans have come to expect a postseason playoffs si- system mm-hmm. as well as a Super Bowl or um, you know World Series, a crowning event, if you will.
4: That's Dave Prater, Failed Motorsports, talking about. The big to-do, $10 million coming together for motocross and supercross at the tail end of the motocross season. We'll continue that conversation next with Dave Prater, Speed Freaks Spitz on the Lucas Oil Studios.
2: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.
4: IndyCar,
1: WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Ray Hall Penske, Ganassi. Legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, New Garden, IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway.
7: Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil.
6: It doesn't matter if you're on the water,
7: driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years.
6: We wouldn't run anything else.
7: Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam.
4: A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MavTV Plus to the MavTV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7-365.
5: time is more valuable today there's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best that's where lucas oil slick mist speed wax steps up it's great for paint chrome glass and vinyl lucas oil slick mist simply mists on and then wipes off leaving a new car shine every time it's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces for a complete detail there's also slick mist interior or slick mist tire and trim shine lucas oil it works
2: You're listening to Speed Freaks,
7: Motorsports
5: Radio, redefined.
4: Supercross, Motocross made a big announcement where there's 10... Million up for grabs, and we continue our conversation with President of Feld Motorsports. Motors so the dude who did a lot of negotiating, Dave Prater. We continue our conversation with Dave Prater from Feld Motorsports right now, Lucas Hol Studios. And you touched on something about I can't remember exactly what you said, but they're, they're 22 years of speed freaks, they motocross, supercross, like at one time, cart and IndyCar. You look at a, you look at the the carton IndyCar cars, they look the same. You look at a motocross bike, supercross bike, they look the same. But the way the entities treated the series, we weren't, and the fans got jobbed on that, frankly. And so it had to be. I would think was it a, a breaking of bread where you got you guys in the room with the motocross guys because there was a split there that. We're better. No, we're better because we were the original. No, we got more fans here. How did this how did that happen? Because there was a there was a big divide there.
11: Yeah, definitely there was. I mean, we were um we were confrontational, um, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, instead of wow. complimentary. So um it had been that way probably for the first uh you know, fifty years of this thing. Um so it, it was something that was just kind of, um, there and had been that way for, like we said, you know, since 1972. Um, but I don't know about the breaking of bread. I think it was a long, um, process from that meeting in Daytona in 2020 through COVID. Um, but we all both MX sports and Feld Motorsports started realizing that, look, we're definitely stronger together than we are as two separate um, entities. So we want to still maintain the integrity of the supercross championship and the integrity of the motocross championship, but we really are two variations of the same sport. So to your point, let's, let's take this and and do what's right by the fans and make it that much more exciting.
0: So the motocross supercross fan base wants to say, Oh, this is a knee jerk reaction to the world motocross championship that was announced. Oh, of course, this had to happen. Please shut them up. I guess first of all, <laughs> and then second of all, let's just talk about how powerful this will be and how you guys have arguably a better game plan. Facts.
11: No, yeah, it's it's definitely you know in no way a reaction. Um, it was it was born in 2020, and it's just been really like we've talked about on this on this call so far. It's just been um an evolution of of us meeting and understanding it and doing some research we sent out some fan surveys um in 21 early 21 asking because we got we were getting excited about it in early 21 but we wanted to make sure that hey we're just not we're not too close to it let's ask the fans what they think and uh the fans came back overwhelmingly that look we'd love to see a unified championship we do believe that this is really two variations of the same sport so I mean it was a no-brainer after we get after we got those surveys back.
0: And then when you make these tracks, it's going to be a kind of a three-race series after the motocross series ends. It's just going to be a phenomenal way to cap a true champion in both 250s and 450s. But when you make these tracks, whether it's the Coliseum in LA or other locations, how will these tracks differentiate from a supercross track normally because they are in stadiums?
11: Yeah, it'll be tough. So it's um for lack of a better term, we've, we've used the term hybrid, but really they're going to be distinct. We want, them, we want them to be both supercross and motocross and have aspects of both. You can't really fit a motocross track inside a modern stadium. It's just too small. So we're going to have to go to unique venues. L.A. Coliseum is probably one of the modern stadiums. I say modern, but one of the stadiums that still exists that they will it will fit in because it's got a larger floor. We can go up into the peristyle that's traditionally been done. But, um, so that's cool, and we're excited about that. But we're really looking at you know, super speedways or just unique sporting venues or just venues in general that you wouldn't think supercross or motocross are going to go to. But we're definitely looking at those and uh, creating unique tracks. We're working with the OEMs, working with the riders to make sure that those tracks. Um, you know, are acceptable and do represent both sports in an equal way.
0: Okay, hold on just a second. So the little Supercross teaser at Indianapolis Motor Speedway that was happening with some four-wheel mobiles as well, was that a foreshadowing?
11: You never know, Crash. There's a lot of foreshadowing <laughs> going on. Um, I think all the possibilities, we, we don't want to limit any possibilities. So we're we're open to any and all ideas right now
5: wow uh dave prater is the vice president of failed motorsports specializing in supercross putting together this massive uh series only three events they're starting with melding together uh lucas oil motocross series and the monster energy supercross series i introduced you dave there (laughs) it is That, I appreciate it. <laughs> now, let's. Uh, I'm going to ask you a delicate question here. All right. It comes from. It comes from a serious place. I've been involved in motorsports a long time, and the Sports Car Club of America used to be the place where they would go to. Uh, Sanction mall racing. They had a pro division, and that pro division just didn't meet the needs of pro racers. It was specializing in amateur racing, Sports Car Club of America, SCCA.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And now you're going to put the sanctioning body behind this. It sounds like it's going to be with uh, AMA and the AMA Pro Racing, even though the organization. Uh, specializes in amateur motorcycle riders. Is that going to be a problem? The SCCA couldn't do it. I don't know if the AMA can do it because you're bringing together a $10 billion series. That's going to have a lot of tentacles that are going throughout the, uh, uh motocross, uh, motorcycle industry.
11: Yeah, no, it's definitely a challenge. Um, and you bring up a good point, but AMA sanctioned supercross AMA pro sanctions motocross so the other thing that's been you know benefit to to this collaboration is the fact that both those organizations um, while they sound the same they are two individual organizations have also been involved so they're working together we want to make this as good as it can be for everyone involved so ama ama pro are both working together in order to come up with a plan where these Two playoff races and the world championship round can be sanctioned and operated and officiated um, as efficiently as and fairly as possible. So um, AMA, AMA Pro, and all the OEMs, along with MX Sports and Feld Motorsports, um, we've created a steering committee for that, along with multiple other, you know, issues that are gonna come up during this process. So had our first meeting two weeks ago. And, uh, we plan on having another one here shortly.
5: That sounds like a lot of people in the same room. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) are you expecting, uh, increased fields? I, I don't know when I was reading about this, it hit me that how many riders do both. And, uh, are you, is this going to be increased fields where, uh, you're going to have a, crowded track.
11: No, I don't think so. I mean, the, the entries are extremely strong, but most, um, I'd say I don't have the exact number, but I'd say 90 to 95% of our riders do race both. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we'll be fine. I mean, we typically for a supercross event get between 90 to hundred entries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, qualified down to 80 for the night show. And then motocross typically gets a few more entries, um, but same thing. They have forty rider, forty rider gate. Supercross has a twenty two rider gate. But for the most part, it's the same riders. And then the top twenty two in combined points um, at the end of the motocross season will go and be seeded into the uh, the super motocross playoffs.
5: Wow! So it sounds like maybe Dave Prater, vice president of Feld Motorsports, it sounds like. With this much money at stake, you're going to have some people from overseas more than normally come to Supercross or motocross uh, because the the money brings people and the TV will bring people. Uh, Do you expect a lot of uh, international field, more international field?
11: Yeah, well, I mean, we already have a strong international presence and we have for, for many, many years, Supercross and AMA Pro Motocross have always, um, you know, attracted international talent and we continue to do so. But you're right. I think anytime you raise the the level and raise the, um, the stakes in anything, you're going to get more attention. So I definitely think we're going to attract even more international riders um, by going uh, and partnering together.
5: Dave, let me ask you one more. I'm sure in these meetings that you're having with all of your partners, you're going to have some broadcasters in there i would assume that this 10 million dollars is coming up from a lot of their pockets so they're going to be able to rattle the cage a little bit and say hey what uh, let's make it look like this
11: yeah i think anytime especially in modern sports i mean media rights are are driving a lot of it so um yeah Whichever media partner we land with, um, we'll definitely take their feedback, and that's really no different than what's been going on the last several years. Um, so, yeah, I think anytime, anytime uh, you get to this type of level in anything, you're going to have uh, folks that are spending real money that that want to say in in what's going on.
4: You're going to be taking the top 22 riders in both series, Dave Prater, Vice no, no, President. No, no, the combined. Com- Combined points. Oh, yes. no, hold on a second. Top 22 riders in motocross, top 22 riders in supercross. Hold on, Crasher. Hold on. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. And whatever it is, you're going to n- nail it down to the, the, the top 22 riders. Okay. Okay, Crasher, whatever. The top 22 riders. My point is how do you get to those top 22 riders to join? Is it basically what's going to be the is that you use to get these 22 riders?
11: Well, I think crash was what she was trying to say. So we're going to take the points, the combined okay. points. So say you score 300 points in supercross and 300 points in motocross. That'll give you 600 combined points. Okay. Say that's number one. He's, he's the regular season champ, if you will. Second place is 590 points. So those 22 will go into the playoffs seeded and we'll reset the points. Um, And we're still working through exactly how we're going to do that with the OEs, but we'll reset the points so that that regular season points leader has an advantage going into the playoffs um, Ah. over second place. And then um,
4: what's that advantage? Do they get to pick their choice at the gate?
11: No, a point advantage. So whether that's uh, whether that's one race worth of Supercross points, so a typical um, Supercross race, the winner is 23 points or 26 points. Second place is 23, third, 21, and so on. So whether we've reset it to one race worth of points, um, which is seems logical and seems like the direction we're going to go, um, mm. but it's still still up for discussion with the OEs. But that's, that's really what it is. So you, your regular season results are going to – give you an advantage going into the playoffs and then that the playoffs we're going to actually up the points a bit for each playoff round so it just raises the stakes and the drama also gives those guys who maybe didn't perform as well in the regular season Hmm. a chance to win the championship at the end
5: so wait a minute let let me leap in here i'm sorry to cut everybody off but uh does that mean that like in uh, NASCAR, their playoff, everybody races, 46 cars, and only four people have a chance to win. When you have these playoff rounds in um, Supercross Motocross and the Super Motocross, uh, is it just going to be the 22 riders that are going to be competing, or will you have other riders that are going to be on the track at the same time? Yeah, well, I'm
11: hesitant to talk. So here's... I'm talking to you guys about the kind of the steering committee. So steering committee is going to be like, Dave, you just did one of our meetings with speed freaks. Thanks. But no, but uh, so I'll give you, I'll give you basically how it's laying out right now. So yes, 22 riders qualify, qualify for the playoffs. So those 22 would race. Um, There's a question and I believe we're going to go this way, but for anyone who's made a supercross or motocross podium, or won a race for sure, they should be automatically into the playoffs. Now they're going to be seated extremely low if they're not within that top 22, but it, it could be, you know, someone's injured Uh case in point, Cameron McAdoo this year, he's been injured. So he wouldn't necessarily make the top 22 if we were going into the playoffs right now, but he's one of the best riders in the world. So you want him in, you just want him in at a disadvantage. So, Again, getting ahead of myself with the details, but we want the best riders in the world competing for the world championship. And that's, that's the goal. And that's the
8: plan.
0: No, that's essentially like a provisional. And if, and it, it rewards wins, which is good because that means wins matter in supercross and motocross beyond just the points for the end of the season. So yeah, that's, that's actually cool. And then when it comes to your three race playoff system, then qualifying matters because if you are in there with more than twenty-two riders that are going to be on the starting gate, you got to qualify to be in. So that adds another element of excitement. I, I, I'm liking where this is going.
4: Nice, Statman, You know what this brings to mind is when we were standing field level in Las Vegas <laughs> many, many years ago, and that yes. back, that back, they, they would leave the stadium and come down that back stretch, and they're going sixty-five miles an hour. Imagine something. Is that the Monster be-
0: Energy Cup. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. the hell, whatever it was. The it was finale. Just, yeah.
4: What, regardless.
0: So yeah. now it makes sense why Ryan Dungee came out of retirement yeah. this year. He's just getting ready because he knew it was coming in
4: 2023. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I will keep my mouth shut.
0: Oh, maybe a little bit of truth to that.
4: <laughs> Tony Schumacher, Dave Prater, Beth Peretta, Simona Di Silvestro. A big show for you, Freak Nation. If you miss any of it, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Of course, you can go back and watch the replay on YouTube or Facebook Live. Statman, as we've done for 22 plus years, man. Gnarliness aside, Roham, ham, shoot the Jews to the moose. And Statman, cut it loose.
2: Yep. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.